Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Testing, testing. Hi, everybody. It's your friend, Jerry. Coming to you on New Year's Day, 1-1 of 2021. And since we didn't put out a podcast this week because we were super busy, today, though, happens to be my day off, and I thought I would just spend some time and uh, some effort to put out an episode by myself, all by myself. So, anyways, for your own entertainment, I was going to talk briefly about Dune Imperium, which I just got through playing solo, learning the rules. It looks like it's going to be a great three to four player game. I wasn't too impressed with the solo of it. I'm going to give it another shot, though. But definitely looking forward to playing this hand management deck building game with uh, Enrique and Gabi whenever we get this COVID business figured out. But instead of talking about a game that I have not thoroughly played yet to give you my opinion on, I'd rather talk about something different. Uh, Right now, I don't know how many of our listeners are into video games, but occasionally I entertain myself uh, with video games, various ones, other than playing solo board games. And so I thought I'd spend some time bringing up some of my favorite more obscure video games, I believe. I think a lot of these I potentially went down through uh, are ones that are not, of course, AAA games. These are kind of uh, smaller games, a little more retro, things of that nature, ones that perhaps you haven't heard about. And so, just in case you're interested, I thought I would briefly go down my one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, my top eighteen games uh, that are hard to. Uh, top 18 obscure games. Let's call it that, obscure. Some of these are not as obscure as others, but they're still ones that you probably haven't heard of. My number 18 has an interesting theme. It's called Dead in Vineland. It's a Viking game. A game about a family of Vikings that are trapped on an island and are having to survive. It's a survival type game. It requires, it, it, it plays much like a worker placement. You're assigning the various members of your family to go gather resources. You're using those resources to help build your base and deal with other problems. And there is some turn-based combat to it. And the very interesting story plays different depending on your decisions. It, very, very interesting, very art, uh, some neat artwork behind it. Uh, dead and violent. So if you like worker placement, resource management type games, uh, Dead and Vineland is very interesting and one that I thoroughly enjoy. It's a survival-type game. Uh, Now, the next several games are all very depressing and kind of have some sort of a dark theme to them. Uh, The first one is We the Revolution. You play a judge during the French Revolution and you hear cases of people uh, and the various other dissidents and rebels that come up uh, into court, you hear the trial and you decide their fate, all the while managing your own personal affairs, such as having to deal with family problems and things of that nature that crop up during the game. Interesting story, uh, very dark, because uh, obviously you're deciding to send some people to the gallows, and or to the guillotine, rather, the French and their guillotine, they're all about that. Uh, man, but it tells an interesting story and gives uh, some neat perspectives uh, during that time period. That's We the Revolution, my number 17. My number 16 is called Headliner, Nova News. 
where you basically can play the, a fake newscaster, or, or actually a newscaster who supplies people with fake news. You are given decisions of what your local newspaper will publish, and you kind of edit out the content that you don't want and edit in certain selected articles to try to influence the people of your country. Kind of topical. It has uh, various multiple endings, and it's just neat. It's a neat bit to play around with to see how you'll balance out uh, not only trying to manipulate current events, but also trying to do things that might help other people. You just have to play. I don't want to spoil anything, but Headliner Nova News. Very interesting, very interesting title. Uh, number 15 is Not Tonight. And Not Tonight is, again, a dystopian game where you are uh, a bouncer at a bar and you're not letting certain people into the bar by checking their ID, their age, and making sure that they don't have fake IDs. But all this plays out behind the backdrop of a future United Kingdom, or Britain, rather, and Brexit. It's weird. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird game, but still, they have such a simple mechanic of deciding who comes in and who stays out. You just have to play it. it all these games are, are like 8-bit for the most part, uh, except for Dead and Violent. It has some excellent uh, excellent graphics, as does We the Revolution. But Not Tonight is what looks like it could be played on a Super Nintendo or NES. But still, very interesting. Uh, another one along the same lines, my number 14, is Papers, Please. Papers, Please is where you play a guard at a checkpoint, and you have to basically ask for people's papers and look for fake documents. And sometimes people will try to bribe you and plead their case. And this is all behind the backdrop of, again, you're trying to handle your financial affairs and keep your family life in order, and it's very depressing. Papers, Please is... is, is Slightly depressing, but it's not as depressing as the next game. That is Beholder. Beholder, and there's also a sequel, Beholder 2, which I, I think Beholder 2 is the superior game, where you, on both instances, are playing an individual in a totalitarian government who is basically another cog in the machine. You're working at a very boring, uh, entry-level bureaucratic job, shuffling papers, all the while trying to... Uh, either rebel against the system or at the same time look after your own affairs and try to figure out how you're going to get your family out. It's very dark, but yet very humorous. That's Beholder and Beholder 2. My number 12 is probably a more popular game that a lot of people have heard of. It's another survival game, Subnautica. Subnautica is where you are an astronaut who's crashed on a, in a mostly completely oceanic world, and you're basically swimming around with alien fish and collecting resources and trying to build various structures that will perhaps help you get off this planet. Still has more story to it than just that. But for those of people who like Minecraft, that whole crafting system, Subnautica is a much prettier game. And uh, it's it's really neat how the, the story kind of guides you to the various areas of the ocean floor as you look and dive deeper into the... Um, dive deeper looking at all the flora and fauna and building submarines it's just neat it's a very neat game number 11 the game probably i think i'm like the only person that plays it it's called cart life cart like you're pushing a cart and cart life is about you running your own little business or food cart 
in a New York City type area. Again, this is I get, this game is pixelated, 8-bit, black and white, has some really funky 8-bit music to it where you get to choose one of three individuals. You can either be an immigrant who's just arrived and has bought a newspaper stand or a single mom trying to uh, make her way. But e each of the individuals that you select have their own benefits and their own motivations and their own story. And if you'll remember back in like the 90s when computer games were kind of taken off, there was this genre of typing games where you they tried to teach you how to type Kind of like the Mavis Beacon type, you know, thing, except it was, boy, I just dated myself there, Mavis Beacon. But they tried to teach you how to type. Well, Cart Life is kind of like that. It uses that same mechanism of having you type out certain phrases to perform certain actions, all the while trying to manage your cart by buying supplies, and then you have to price things, so you want your profit margins behind up. So there's resource management. It's just a cute game. Uh, that's Cart Life, my number 11. My top 10 now. My number 10 is a newer game that just came out called Suzerain. That's S-U-Z-E-R-A-I-N, which I, I forget what that means. I had to look it up. But you are a president in like the 50s, 60s era of a made-up country that's struggling for its own identity and has a lot of problems going on. And as the president, you have to pass legislation and uh, decide the fate of what your country will ultimately become has multiple endings it's all text-based if you don't like reading don't play suzerain but it it tells a very interesting story a lot of neat decision making and it's replayable because you know sometimes like the first time i played it i got uh i, I got cooed made the military really mad and uh, that happens and sometimes you can accidentally start a, a war a nuclear war that, that's a thing. That can happen. So there, Suzerain, number 10. But number 9, a lot of people have played Faster Than Light, which is probably one of my most played game f games. Faster Than Light is, again, an 8-bit top-down uh, space exploration. I don't want to say space exploration, but basically you are. You're moving around the map in space, trying to get your little spaceship from point A to point B, fighting enemies at the same time, managing your resources, and sometimes you just die. You die a lot in this game. Faster Than Light is an amazing game. If there is one game that everybody needs to play, it's Faster Than Light. But it's not my number nine. That's just a good game. My number nine is actually Convoy. For all of you who have played Faster Than Light, then you need to play Convoy. It's basically Mad Max. It's Faster Than Light with a Mad Max theme. Your trucks. You're building up your trucks and your convoy and trying to survive, except just like Faster Than Light, except it's on Earth instead of in space. My number eight, Gods Will Be Watching. Gods Will Be Watching, again, is a game that's nothing, is all about the decisions that you make. And I don't want to even spoil any of the story, but it's a, a sci-fi survival game where you have a small group of survivors and you're trying to figure out this very interesting puzzle for each little episode, each little mission. For instance, you might be trapped on a planet and having to survive till help arrives. So you have to survive seven or eight days or something like that. Or... Perhaps you're in a hostage situation and you're trying to figure out how to... Uh, oh, that might be Gods Must Be Watching too. There's actually a sequel to this. Both of them are really good, but the original, Gods Will Be Watching, is an excellent game. One of my favorites, actually, but not as good as number seven. Now, this is where we kind of get into the more popular games, The Forest. The Forest is scary. It's a more modern game uh, where you have crashed on a lost-like island. 
and weird things happen and you're trying to collect resources and build your little fort and survive through the night, it's scary. There are some scary things that happen in the forest, but it is an awesome, awesome game. Uh, number six. This is a space dice game. I don't know why I wrote space dice game out there, but it's called Tharsis. T-H-A-R-S-I-S. Tharsis is about a group of astronauts on the spaceship, and it's falling apart, and you're having to roll dice and assign those dice to the certain areas to fix part of the ship. Plays very much like a board game. It should probably be a board game. If you like dice placement games, and I hate dice placement games, but Tharsis actually tells a story as you go along, and you die, and sometimes you run out of food, and you have to eat, uh, you have to cannibalize some of your crew members. So that's that's a thing. Uh, number five, Kingdom. Now there's actually two of these. There's Kingdom Classic and Kingdom New Lands. Kingdom New Lands is, is much better. A side-scrolling 2D 8-bit game where you're a king who's trying to build up his kingdom and every night you get attacked by uh, these weird-looking, uh, ghoul-looking guys. So you have to build up your archers and your defenses all the while managing these resources and building a boat so you can get off the island and go to the next island, rinse, dry, repeat. Wonderful game. For, for a game that has... You just either move left, right, or down. Left, right. Move your, your king to the left, move him to the right, or put, press down to activate whatever object you happen to be standing by. Simple me mechanisms, but a very fascinating game with a lot of uh, resource management, and, and it, it you'll die an awful lot because you'll die when the little monster guys steal your crown because you can't be a king if you don't have a crown. Number four, My Friend Pedro. My Friend Pedro is about a talking banana and guns and parkour. That is correct. Your friend Pedro is a banana. You are basically John Wick in a yellow tracksuit, and you're doing parkour while fighting the mob. If any of this sounds the least bit interesting, then you must try My Friend Pedro. Number three. Now, if there is a game that's not for everybody, this is it. Sunless Skies. Now, this is the sequel to Sunless Seas. Sunless Skies is much better. You are a captain of a flying train. It's a steampunk game, so it all makes sense. And you're having to make these weird decisions and choose your crew and just play this very text-based story and, of course, fulfill your ultimate objective of whatever your uh, objective might be. You get to choose what you're wanting to do. If you like games kind of like Nemo's War and you're looking for something that really tells a story, uh, Sunless Skies is an awesome game. Uh, my number two, this is actually a board game, but this war of mine, if you haven't played this war of mine, the survival game about a war, but you're not actually taking part in the war. You're the refugees, the civilians, the collateral damage of the war. Resource management and, and base building. Excellent game. My number one is a game that's still in early access. Been playing it for quite some time, and I love it to death. They, they are doing it in episodes, um, and they're still like a, a free roam uh mode to it that's still very engaging. It's called The Long Dark. The Long Dark is a winter survival game. You've crashed your plane in somewhere up in Canada and you have to go out and survive, collecting various items and clothes and crafting and, and trying to find a place and hunt. And It's, it's an amazing game. Again, as you've noticed on my list, a lot of these games are either depressing or 
very much like a board game or their survival games. I love survival games on PC, on PC games. I did not like the This War of Mine board game, but I love This War of Mine video game. The Long Dark is one of the best survival games out there. I love it to death. Anyways, so there are 18 games. Maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't. And I'm lonely right now because this is my day off. So when you get this... Uh, oh, yeah, and so the Steam sale, the Steam Winter sale is going on right now. I think it goes on until January the 5th. So most of these games are probably on sale. So if you listen to this, jump on Steam and see if you can't find them. Most of yeah, all of these are on Steam, actually, and probably on sale. Email me your favorite obscure video game, and uh, I might check it out because uh, that's what you do when you're bored. You sit around where your kids are gone, your wife's gone, you're off work, Gobby's working, there's nothing else to do. Except uh, play your solo board games and uh, take a break to play something on your computer every once in a while. That's what my day's been like. Uh, anyways, back to Dune Imperium. Uh, it looks good. I, I don't really like the solo so far. I don't. It, it really does feel like you're just using this Automa deck uh, for, for the other um, players, other solo. There's two AI players when you play solo because it's really a three-player game to make their decisions. It's very easy to play. But I, I don't I just don't like messing with that. But I'll give it another shot. So it might not be a, a great solo game, but the me- mechanism so far of the game remind me a little bit of Underwater Cities, where you're using a card for an action, but also it gives you a benefit, and then when you end your turn, the cards in your hands, you get to utilize the resources on them. It's kinda it's kind of interesting. It, it's a neat take on deck building. I, I don't particularly care for deck building. But this looks like, this 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 is, I, I've only messed around with it, so I haven't got to play it yet with, with real life people. But I'm impressed by it so far. And I just have the retail version. I do not have the miniatures. I think I, I guess I might try to upgrade it if I end up keeping it just to have something to paint. But so far, Dune Imperium is looking good. It's looking really good. And I'm sure after me and Gabby and Enrique give it a play, we'll let you know more about it. Anyway, send me an email, boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. Or come to the Facebook group and post stuff. Anyways, I'm going to try to post this tonight. Just so y'all can have something to listen to. Because I'm lonely. I'm bored and lonely.